Hope everyone is having a wonderful, blessed, prosperous day. I want to encourage all of those to continue to keep God first in all that we do and continue to declare our our days great. For the Lord is good and he is strong and mighty in battle. Today, we will be dealing with holding fast to what is good and rejecting evil. I was reading over in the book of Revelations chapter 3 and it was talking about um, the church in Sardis. John had wrote to that church in specific and I was talking to the Lord concerning a few things and where we are today in life there's a few things going on in which we all know but I think we need to get in a hurry and listen Um, attentively to what the Lord is saying to us. Oftentimes we get caught up in what everyone else is doing and getting caught up in the go along. But we have to remember um, as genuine believers that we have to hold fast um, to do what is good. The Bible tells us um, in the book of Revelations chapter three, he says, these things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars I know thy works, and thou hast a name that thou livest and are dead. But be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour... I will come unto thee. And then it goes on to talk about he's given a few names and Sardis which have not defiled their garments. Um, and this this was um this was very interesting to me because as we are seeking the Lord in um in this season in our life, and who would have ever thought that we would live through a pandemic and the racism that we are dealing with now, but the church at large, I believe the church, God is speaking to the church because what has happened is the government has taken God out of the equation. And I simply believe that this is a call to return to God. Do I know all of it in its full um, entirety? No. Do I know um, what's going on? No. Do I have discernment um, to discern some of the things of what God is saying and what God wants us to do? Yes. But I believe that God is trying to call his church back to repentance and call his church back to those things. He's advising us to be watchful and strengthen the things that remain. God is warning us. When John wrote this letter to um, Sardis, Sardis, this church was known. It had a reputation of being a live church, um, but actually the church was dead. Jesus was instructing them to wake up, you know, and strengthen what remained. All of it wasn't lost, but some there was still some people in the church that still had um, had true faith. And those and he, those people is the ones that he promised will walk with him. And their names, look what he said. He said their names he would confess before his father. I'm simply saying this, that we have, um, as a church, we're living and we're going and, and, and accepting um, just any old thing. And the church have fell into a slumber. And back, what, what the scripture was talking about then is that church had fell into a slumber. I believe that there is a church, in the, and I'm talking naturally and I'm talking spiritually. Um, the building at large, you know, a people as a whole, and then your individual, because we are the church, us individually, have fell into a slumber. 
and, and they just act like it was all good. And that is what is happening now. We have fell into a slumber and we're just acting like it's just all good. We, we take for granted um, change. We take for granted that I don't have to change because I have grace and, oh, God is going to forgive me. But there's going to come a time because he lets us know that you don't know when I may come. You got to get that thing right. So I began to ask the Lord, you know, Lord, search my heart and forgive me if I've done anything, if my ways did not please you. But I want to make sure that I'm not falling into a slumber and everything is just all right. A lot of times we go on and and I've heard this and I keep hearing it um, over and over again that I'm not going to keep quiet anymore because I'm going to speak my mind and I'm going to speak what I want to think. But the Bible lets us know to be... um, uh, um, be slow to speak, be slow. Don't just, you know, rattle off. Yes. I get upset. Yes. I say things that I shouldn't, um, say, but the Bible tells us a soft answer, you know, turns away wrath. Attitude is everything. I'm asking God to perfect that in me because your attitude, my old pastor would say, your attitude determines your altitude. Is that necessarily true? Yes. You could be rubbing shoulders with with great people and great men and then have a bad attitude or have an off day and that person decides, no, I don't want to rub shoulders with this person, you know, but we have to ask God to check it right where it lies, to check it right when it shows up to check it because our attitude is everything. Um, With this church, you know, they felt like they could just simply live on reputation and that's what I see um, today that there are some people that have such a great reputation, but but no one's praying anymore. No one's fasting anymore. No one's reading their Bible anymore. There was a time where we stayed in the face of God. And I believe that God is calling his church back to that place, back to that posture in prayer where we sought God for everything. He said that you can no longer live on just your reputation. That's a false assumption. Just like the city in those years, they thought that they could just, nothing else would happen, that they was just immune to the attack, but they got a wake up call. They had a disastrous fall and look at us today. God is trying to wake us up and it puts us right where we are in this pandemic and nobody is still calling on God. Nobody is still acknowledging the fact that God is this you. I think we so caught up in God, is this you or is this the government that's putting something on us? No matter what it is, we got to turn back to God to seek God for the answers. And the church at large has fell into a place of complacency. And and, and the church is just being um, procrastinating on everything that God is calling us to do. I believe that that is the subtle attack of the enemy is that word complacency. When the Bible clearly lets us know, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. Because when night come, no man can work. The church was under um, attack then. And the church is under attack now. But God was letting them know that, listen, you in complacency. You're not doing what I told you to do. Uh, On one of the the last um, podcasts that we did, and it'll be a part two where we talked about um, you becoming bigger then your assignment. And I don't want to deal too much with that, but there's a lot of things that we're not doing, you know, and the church right here clearly is letting us know that your work is not complete, not according to what I say, not according to what somebody else may say, but according to the word of God, under God's scrutiny, 
that we still have work to do. Complacency, it lulls us into a, a, a place of satisfaction where we just say, I can accept anything. Well, I just accept um, things that the way that they are that look, I, I don't want to do it like that. I don't want to see God the way I am. I'm comfortable. I'm just saved and I'm happy and no evil have I done. And that's it. And that's all. But there's no work behind it. Complacency. We have to realize that um, complacency is a subtle attack of the enemy and, and get away from those that have a complacent life because either they're going to pull you or you're going to pull them complacent people. How do I identify those type of people? Not that I want to isolate them, but I have to understand that I have to get myself out of a situation before I can go back and help somebody else. So to identify that, I have to know, you know, some of the things that complacent people do. Once I can get myself out of a complacent place, then I can go back and help my brother. He said, once you've been strengthened, then go get your brother. So complacent people, how do I identify them? Most complacent people, pretty much they speak on past stuff. How do I know? Mm, Because I've been there. They always remembering. I remember when this. I remember back in the days. It used to be like this. We didn't do it like that. Uh, My pastor did it this way. Uh, They speak on past successes instead of planning their future victories. They speak on past successes. They passed up. The stuff that they have done way back when, the anointing that they had way back when, instead of planning future victories, instead of planning how to overcome where I am now, how to overcome where I'm going to be, how do I set myself up for victory? Um, um, the Bible, it, te- it tells us, it, it tells it tells us in chapter um, three, it says, listen, these things said he that have the seven spirits of God. And that the seven stars, I know thy works. He said, I know your way. If you got the seven spirits of God, what are the seven spirits of God? If I got the um, this, the fear of the Lord, I got the spirit of strength and the spirit of understanding, um, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, and the spirit of the knowledge. Look, he's telling you that have these things. You that have, he said, I know your works. And you lived on a name, a name, a reputation before. But look, be watchful. And strengthen the things. Don't let what, what you was doing before die. Go back and get it because it's on the verge of dying. And we just sitting complacent and we're just letting the church just do what it do. The pastor do what it do. When God has given each and every one of us a call, a call to go out and win souls, a call to um, draw souls to the kingdom. How do I live a life acceptable so that my life can be read among men? And that God gets the glory. Us as a church have got to come back as a whole, as a unit, so that we can function in the things of God. So we can operate and do what God is calling us to do. Because in this last day, we have to be careful. And the Bible is simply telling us this. To be watchful, we have to be genuine believers. Only those that believe who God is. He said, I will come on thee as a thief and you ain't going to know what time, what day, what hour I'm coming. And only those that overcome shall be clothed in white. That's I didn't say that. He said he he will not blot out their names from the book of life. I don't want my name to be blotted out. I want to make sure that I'm walking worthy. I want to make sure that I'm doing what God is calling me to do. Am I perfect? No. Do I cross every uh, T and dot every I? Absolutely not. But I need my heart to be checked. 
And so when things come up against us, I have to check my heart. Time out for saying I'm finna give you a piece of my mind. Because really what he's telling you is you really only got a, a little bit of that left. So what is he telling me? Strengthen that little bit that's left. Go back and get the little things that you think no longer exist or it does not matter. He's telling us strengthen those things. Go back and perfect those things in life. It's time out to be complacent. It's time to get on our face. It's time to get before God. It's time to hold fast to the things that we know is good. The Bible says he that knoweth to do good and doeth not. To him it is a sin. Reject the evil stuff. That which you know you shouldn't be doing. When I decide I want to have an attitude and look crazy and turn my lips up and just want to hold on to um, people that hurt me, I make a conscious decision. I told God this. I said, God, heal me from every wound. And then I make a choice to say, God, I forgive. So I denounce everything in my life that is not like God or anything opposing his will. And I make a choice and I say, I choose to forgive. And then we can even go a little deeper because we like to play games like God don't know what we are talking about when he already know. So I get specific and I call that person name that hurt me or I call that person name that may have offended me. And then I say, God, I choose to forgive such and such. God, I choose to forgive this person. And then I even take it a little step further. And I say where I have offended such and such. I choose and I hope that they choose to forgive me, you know, because when we hurt and offend people, we have to give an account for that. It's not about what a person does to you, but it's your response. So let's make a decision today to choose to be watchful and let's strengthen that thing that remain. God is not through with us yet. Yes, we have grace. Yes, we have mercy. Yes, his grace is sufficient for us. But I'm choosing today not to fall into a slumber and act like it's all good. I'm ty- It's time out for living a mediocre life. It's time out for staying in the same place that I was before. I don't want to fail at a bad attitude. I want to uh, live a life that's winning. I want to wake up and strengthen what is left. I don't, it's, it's not enough to have a reputation of my past. But my present life is dead. My present life is not alive. I need my present life to match, actually supersede what it was then. Because what happens then is not now. So we want to make sure that we wake up and hold fast to the things that God is calling us to hold fast to. Be watchful and strengthen the things that remain. Until next time, may the Lord God keep you, keep you safe. Stay safe. I love you. And there is nothing that you can do about it. Have a wonderful day.